0: Welcome to Living Well with Rent Well, the podcast for anybody who's thinking about getting into real estate, in real estate, and wants to take their game to the next level. I'm your co-host, TJ Hawk. And I am your co-host, Rob Coldwell. Welcome to another episode of Living Well with Rent Well. I'm your co-host, TJ Hawk. With us today is John Velarde. How are you, John?
1: Doing well, TJ. How are you?
0: Good, good. So John is, uh, he sits in a, a seat that we call field manager, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this position and what it means and what we do for our clients with on-site visits. Um, we do not, we, we we learned through the mistake of other management companies, we do not call them inspections. Uh, they are on-site visits. This is not a home inspection. We are not certified home inspectors. We are touring the property and taking certain notes, which we'll, we'll jump into. But John, before we do, do you want to share a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Uh, I've been a field manager working with RentWell for a little over five years now. Um, I'm local to Delaware County, so I've known RentWell since they opened. Um, I admired from afar and I knew a couple people that worked there. Uh, so when an opportunity presented itself, I jumped all over it and joined the organization and uh, I really enjoy being the field manager. Uh, basic parts of my responsibility are any type of property visit, uh, I'm either going to complete myself or oversee uh, that, it, that it gets done timely and correctly with our field team. Uh, so I manage our field team. We're a small team right now, uh, two people in the field besides myself. Um, and make sure that once the field report, once the field uh, visit has been completed, that I'm uh, all the information goes where it needs to go. Um, yeah, is yeah. no, a basic part of my job. And then support the property managers as much as possible. Uh, we, you know, make sure that they have different responsibilities for their portfolio. And then I, you know, the field team supports their entire portfolio. Uh, so when we have vacancies or issues or you know, emergency visits, anything that come that might come up, that uh, I help them get organized. They don't need to just call around, they're gonna call me, they're gonna contact me and we're gonna make sure that we get to the property as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, so so if we could um, kind of create a visualization for our org chart, so to speak, you have the GM who runs the office, responsible for the people, the numbers, all that good stuff. And then you have the property manager, they're really behind the computer all day, responsible for the entire portfolio. And then you have field manager, which would be the counterpart to the property manager, and you have the awesome responsibility of you're responsible for everything inside and outside the property. Correct. Right. So, um, you know, that can mean everything from unit turns to the different visits to, um, some fire life safety items. What I'd like to talk about today in particular is the type of on-site visits that we do. What do we do when we're there? And, um, you know, cause I, I, I think this is some very cool stuff we do and I'd like to share it with the listeners and, Uh, any of our RentWell clients who are listening to this as well. So this this role, field manager, field support actually started from our 2018-2019 owner survey. So every year we send a survey to our clients. We kind of ask the same questions every year to track progress. And one of them was uh, the feedback came back. We'd like to have more eyes on the properties. And so Because of this, uh, these results, we decided, well, let's let's launch a field management position, the field support position. Let's get a, you know, kind of the same fleet of cars out there, have them stocked with certain uh, tools and materials. And so really, John, what you do is you're responsible for the different visits that we do, and that could be the pre move in. So, you know, we're there before the tenant moves in, document the current condition. We're there uh, for a post move-in inspection so about three months three or four months after the tenant moves in you're walking through you're looking at the the condition of the property because we found and i know you have a a lot of stories and maybe we can get into that of once they're there for three or four months that's pretty much how they're gonna like they're comfortable at that point right they're living in the property the way that they're gonna live in the property so you're looking for uh, are there pets that may be living there that aren't in the lease maybe more occupants that are there that aren't in the lease. And um, so that's the post move in. So we have pre-move in, post-move in. Then we have the lease renewal inspection. So that's about three or four months prior to the lease expiring. We're at the property again, we're walking through and uh, really just documenting the condition. And you know that's our opportunity where if there are any damages or things that need to be corrected, we post what's called a cure or quit which means cure this or you're in breach of your lease, let's face it, once a tenant moves out, if there are damages above and beyond the security deposit, it can be very challenging to chase them down and get that those extra funds. So we do our best to protect the cl- our clients by capturing this before we decide to renew or non-renew a lease and get that taken care of. And the other benefit to it as well is if I'm a property manager You know, they may be paying rent on time every month, but we're not sure the condition of the property. So what you do is you've allowed the property managers and and the owners of the properties to make a a more educated decision, kind of matching up both the financial and also just the condition of the property. Correct. And then you have the move out inspection. You know, you're there, what, two, three days after the tenant moves out, typically. Uh, The very latest, yep. The very latest. And documenting the condition any uh, fees that may have to be put against the security deposit. And you'll manage the unit turn guys to get the property ready. You'll work with the owners to get it ready. So I would say that we're, we're at a property in anywhere between three to four times a year, depending on where they're at or the, the tenant is at in their life cycle. And um, yep. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that. If you want to share what, what you do for some of these visits.
1: Sure. I mean, I mean, my, so I was initially hired really to, to manage the move-outs, right, and unit turns. Make sure that these properties uh, get ready, and we can get them back on the market as quickly as possible. And communicate that with the owner. Like you said, uh, briefly after I started, it was the survey came in and went, "All right, well, we need to get to these properties more often." So you just spoke about all that. So really, a lot of these are similar. Um, you know, different reasons we're getting there, but what we're looking for are quite similar. Um, so it's really the conditions uh, of the exterior and the interior is what we're looking for. And at that point, you know, the whys can be answered afterwards. How did we get to this position? Why are we in this position? Surely what, what is it that we need to do to make it uh, safer, more comfortable for the tenant uh, or for the next tenant, whatever it may be. Um, so I guess as an example for our, our move out visit, um, you know, want to make sure I'm prepped. Right, I want to make sure I have everything ready. So you said we drive a fleet of cars. We do, and our cars all have basic tools: hammer, screwdriver, um, backup locks. We do have Rentwell does have their own rental lock system, which is fabulous. It makes life easier on everybody um, to access the property to quickly change locks. And then if we we encounter any issues, um, but we also have you know if we're not on the rental lock system, we do have the other. Tools that needed and other uh, materials, if we needed to change anything like that, lock boxes we carry around, and, and all the fire safety and batteries. So every car has that. You, you know, we're, we require ourselves to carry that around. Restock is needed. Uh, no reason to go to a uh, property without those items. Um, with that too, depending on when you're visiting, you, if It's a move out. It's a potential. Uh, you might not have electricity. If you have an initial property visit, you might not have electricity. So always make sure you have your flashlight. You have your batteries and a you know charged flashlight. And uh, the biggest thing too, you're going to be taking your notes. And we're in the age of technology. We're not really writing anything down anymore. So make sure your phone's charged or your tablet's charged. I personally really like my phone. I use the iPhone and I take all of my notes. And then we also take pictures and videos. Um, so once we get in there, you know, what are we looking for? So we're going to start, one, can we, how are we accessing, just or do our notes of accessing the property match with how we're actually going to get into the property? Um, with that, then we do a quick, you know, I'd say normally take a walk around the outside first. And as you just look at your basic landscaping, um, the conditions of the exterior of the building, whether it's siding or brick, uh, you're looking for gutters, you're looking for downspouts. Is everything connected properly? Do you have them? Uh, exterior lighting, um, from what you can see of the roof, you know any fascias or soffits we're, we're looking at, and especially you know critters can get inside any opening. so we're trying to see as much as we possibly can uh, of the roof. Um, we do that, and then doors, right? How many access points do we have? Um, storm doors, windows, the exterior of the windows. We're looking for all those items, um, all the flashing. Uh, you know, flashing. You know, one how good does the property look, but is is the flashing secure, right? We, you know, we live in the Northeast, man. We get some windy days and, you know, you don't need things blowing around or blowing off uh, that could cause some trouble. Uh, So that, none of that takes 10 minutes, go around, you take your notes and okay, I'm good. Um, Then you do the inside and assuming, you know, we'll talk, this visit, maybe it's it's a vacant visit, right? They moved out. Um, I'd like to do a lap first. And what I mean by that is walk through the house one time before I take any pictures um, or any videos, uh, I want to see what's going on. So I'm going to go around the house. I'm going to turn everything on. I'm going to locate the breaker box. I'm going to locate the mechanicals. Um, and just anything jump out at me that I can take a quick mental note or you know a note for my phone for follow-up? Because um, ultimately, I really like to take videos. I think videos are the best. It gives you a chance to narrate it. You're not only talking to yourself, but you're talking to the, the end user, which is almost always the owner. Right. So I'm kind of I'm, the owner wants to trust us, but it makes it a lot easier if they can see it. Sure. Um, so pretty much all, you know, the, the main visits we do, we're going to take a video and then it's pick a starting spot. Um, normally, I'll start in the back or the basement and just work my way up, uh, especially if it's a bigger house, even just a normal house, three bedroom, one and a half bath. You are uh, that video can become a 20, 25 minute video. Uh, so kind of pay attention to what you're doing kind of cut it off at 10 minutes a spot maybe you walked up the basement steps and you're at nine minutes in your video cut it off and start again okay part two i'm in the dining room now um and then what am i looking for like i said all the uh just every piece of the house the flooring the ceiling so if i'm in the basement i'm looking at the joists uh does everything look okay wires right we all know um you know most houses now have gotten away from the knob and tube um but you still you have all those cable wires and and Telephone wires and some are old and some are new, and uh, no rental license inspection is going to pass if you have wires hanging everywhere. So, that's a great chance to note that um, to just take care of that, whether it can be removed or just secured to the joists. Um, you know, in the basement, your mechanicals are always down there. So, we want to get as much information on those mechanicals if we don't have it already. Um, you know, your heater specifically, you know, what is powering that heater? Um, what type of heater is it? Uh, you know, if you're a forced air heater, we want the filter sizes. Um, and then if you have oil, uh, you would definitely, if, especially if it's a move out, if it's oil heat, you didn't want to mark where did the tenant leave it? Because majority of the time, you know, you, their lease says uh, wherever they got it at is where they need to leave it at. And it's noted in their lease. So if they got it full and they left it empty. They're responsible for it.
0: Um, well, I, well, you know, you mentioned filters, not to interrupt there, but I think sure. the, other, the other benefit of this as well is. You know, if, if our fiduciary responsibility is with the owners the fact that you're out there you're capturing filter sizes you're capturing the assets meaning yep. the the make and model of the microwave of the refrigerator of the stove you know the oven all that stuff the fact that's getting captured then when a work order comes through and the property manager takes that call or the call center takes that call the intent is to reduce the time between when the call comes through and getting the maintenance handled, because we, we already know what the refrigerator is, which means we may know what filter we have to order or parts, you know, whatever it may be. Correct. And, uh, with today's technology, it kind of makes it so easy. Like some of these, the, the software we just started using, you take a barcode, scan the barcode of the asset and it kind of documents it for you. Um, you know, which is really neat. What I'd be curious to hear is what are the, so I know when you go through the property, you do share the results with the owner. Are there any non-negotiables that when you go through the property, it's like you're taking care of it right then and there and not really going to ask for permission?
1: Uh, Security, uh, meaning do your doors lock and lock properly? Um, So whatever I need to do to make sure that that happens. And then fire safety, they're the non-negotiables. We want to make sure that all fire and fire safety being. Your smoke detectors, your CO detectors, we carry around combos, um, so that makes it nice and easy. Uh, that just takes care of that issue wherever it needs to be. Change the batteries if, if it's necessary, so you're going to test. Uh, I'm a shorter guy, so I carry around uh, a painting pole that makes it nice and easy for me. If it's on the ceiling or whatever, I'm always going to be able to reach it. Um, now, yeah, lessons learned. Get Terry to carry kind of jumping, jumping, or try, trying to carry around a stepladder, right? I only want to bring a step ladder in if I if I'm installing a new one. Um, and uh, fire extinguishers. Uh, and then with that, that you know, anything we need to do just to make sure you're mechanical, right? If I come in and there's a leak, right, and I, I just need to shut the water off. Um, but if there's still, you know, hot water heater, right, we're gonna do whatever we need to do just to make that safe and contained. Um, now we're not, we're not going to just go and replace it without speaking to you, but we're going to do whatever it takes, uh, just to make that safe. So they're the biggest things that are kind of non-negotiable, right? Make sure that the door, so I'm leaving, right? Nobody's there. I need to make sure these doors are locked and secured no matter what it takes. And then, you know, you do want your, your fire safety in there. Cause then even if it, you know, you know, worst comes to worst, somebody's, you have the opportunity to, I don't know, react or your neighbors can react for you if you do have a fire issue. Um, but lots of times, too, you're, you're, you have vendors going in, maybe the owner's using a vendor, their own vendor. I want to make sure the fire safety is all in place. So all of that stuff is just non-negotiable.
0: Yeah. Any any advice for uh, investors who maybe are looking to buy a property for the first time? Just things to look for as they're walking through the property to, to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah. Well, that your your mechanicals are number one, right? How old is your heater? Um, how how are you fueling it? Um, And then your hot water heater, uh, your roof, you always want to get somebody to look at that roof. Um, And then once you're inside the building, uh, you know, you're wondering how much money you're going to need to spend. So flooring is number one once you're inside. Uh, What do you have? How long do you think you're going to last? And then when you're in the basement, you're just the age of the house, so you're looking at the joists. Does it just everything look okay? You you can look at from the naked eye, right? I can send my wife in to say, okay, how do the joists look downstairs? Um, right, you'll know pretty quickly. Oh, that doesn't look good, uh, versus oh no, okay, everything looks okay. The, you need to look harder. The the, the more spider what I always tell our field guys, the more spider webs you see, uh, the harder you need to look at the joists, right? <laughs> just how how does your flooring looking, um, and then your appliances and anything with water. Right, they're the things that you want to go really look at. So go run the water, run a, like you you want to go you know from the basement all the way up to the top uh, upstairs bathroom. Run all the water, run it longer than ten seconds, right? Because if there's a leak somewhere, you know the longer you run it, the, the, the more likely you're going to find that leak. Right, you can't hide leaks. Um, yeah. Right. So now you know maybe somebody patched it. Right, I mean, you never know any of that stuff, but. If you have an issue, you're going to find that issue pretty quickly. Before you do that, you never know what you're looking at. Open up underneath, right? Especially like the vanities and the kitchen sink, right? Open the cabinets, right? Make sure you actually have plumbing there. You have pipes, right? Because I was at a property actually yesterday. And before I did it, I, you know, I always open the bottom and I'm glad I did. I opened the bottom and there was just no pipes there. Right? And there was a bucket, but the bucket was filled to the top. It was a move out. So I saw nowhere in our notes. So this tenant basically was just dealing with it, not handling it, not, there was no work orders, there was no anything. So we were not aware that this was happening. So it must have happened anywhere from the uh, pre-lease renewal to the time they moved out. So if I would have ran that water, it would have immediately just started overflowing, which, so I said, other things you you carry around, always carry around paper towels, trash bags. Those Mm -hmm. are, you want those in your car as well. Because something's going to happen sometime where you're going to be like, "Now nah, I'm really glad I have these. Yeah. Um, so I do. I always have I have two rolls of paper towels uh, and uh, I have two sets of trash bags. I got the big heavy black ones and then I got the normal kitchen trash bags. Sometimes the issue is not too bad. And you might be able to even help out a little bit. Some trash left behind, a pre-move-in, everything was done, the place is ready to go. And then, oh, we had to send a vendor back for one thing. And that vendor then decided to bring his mud in with him right so actually in my car and i'm thinking these things i didn't die we have them all documented didn't should have my document in front of me but i also have a broom uh and a butler so i can always just sweep that kind of stuff up so yeah i mean if you're your your house is a mess we're going to get the cleaner if it's something simple we can just take care of
0: that take care of it
1: um but yeah back to your original question for the things you really want to flooring and then again how much money am i going to spend so walk run all the water and then look at just look at your walls. Am I going to have to paint, right? Especially if it's occupied or there's items there, it's not always easy to see. But you'll just tend to look past at what's hanging on the wall, okay? More than likely, if it's hanging on the wall, there's something that's holding that up. That's probably going whether you got a little hole that's going to need to be patched, or they got the command strips and not going to take them off, right? You're going to peel the paint. So that's the kind of stuff you want to look for. And then really all your appliances. What am I going to do? Because Especially with that, you know, the more appliances you can supply, the more money you can get in rent or yeah. Um, and you're definitely, you you have to, you know, every renter or every uh, owner needs to make sure that they have an oven. So that's something you always want to check as well.
0: Any, geez, I'm curious to hear it. I, I, I love hearing stories like that. Like, Hey, just, uh, always open the cabinets first to make sure you've got plumbing. You know, it's like, do you have yeah. any other stories off the top of your head of <laughs> fun things that have happened that just to look for when you're in a property like that?
1: Like it, go slow. Um, that's your best bet too. Don't go rushing. Know that you have the time to do it, because that if you're rushing, then you're going to miss those kind of things. Um, man, put me on the spot for stories. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> there's well, I, the
0: one I can think of, which is like kind of a, a, a thank God moment. You know, I think shortly after we launched the field manager field support role, you were it might have been you or or Jeff was at a property and. We had to move out or they were about to move out. So it might've been a lease renewal inspection. The tenants left the window open. We had heavy rainstorms and like we had been there, you know, unfortunately it had rained inside the house, but at least we were there immediately. Otherwise if we weren't doing these kind of inspections, it could have sat there for, yeah, I think it was the lease expiration inspection because otherwise it would have sat there until, you know, the three months later that the tenant was supposed to move out.
1: Yep. And yeah. Out. No, and that's, that's happened. Unfortunately, we, you know, that's happened more than once. Uh, a lot of people just leave the windows open. And that is something we, when I say I'm doing my lap, I'm checking every single window um, to want to make sure they open and close, open and close properly. They stay open properly. What do they look like? And then I have the ability now to make sure the windows are locked because I'm now the last person who's visited that property uh, and windows. That is definitely another item. You know, if you're, potential new owner go don't assume anything with the windows go look at all the windows um because even the basic just look, they just might be missing a lock at least they just never locked it okay well now it's a vacant property and there's another way that somebody can get inside so what can you do about it immediately and that that's something you're probably going to assign pretty quickly to get that addressed yeah um but you're right the more when you're there if, if you don't hear if you're not hearing from the tenant we'll go visit um if, just to be make sure uh I'll say 90% of those we show up and, oh yeah, no, I saw your message. Right. Well, we asked you multiple times to answer. Now that's why I'm here. Everything. Okay. Great. Can you please contact your property manager? Um, and we did, I mean, sometimes they just move out and they don't tell you, um, you know, so it might take a little while longer. So we have had those issues where water has come in and they'll ruin that area of the floor. Um, which is unfortunate, but I, I think just based on our, our visits and our communication with our tenants—it's, you know, definitely improved since I've been here, and just increased. I wouldn't even say improved, just increased, because we see we've learned our lessons um, to make sure we're trying to stay in contact with with our tenants and yeah. know what's going on. Um, but yeah. What about, there's, go
0: what about move outs? Are you finding any common themes that when a tenant moves out, like type of repairs that have to happen, common trends?
1: Uh, A common trend, unfortunately, is uh, them not taking all their possessions with them, Mm -hmm. um, leaving things behind, which is unfortunate. Um, So that ultimately, I'm not really sure what, you know, We we, our property managers always talk to them about, you know, making sure you get it all cleared out. But I guess if they're moving to a place, they just don't want it, they, you know, we're going to charge their security deposit. So That that is the biggest uh, thing lately over the last couple of years is just property left behind um, but it's not it's not cheap you know, it's not only removing it you're disposing it and you know if it's a couch if it's a bed a bed frame that stuff's expensive um, I mean just think of you know we we, we, we I mean we have a, so many relationships with uh, you know clean out people and even 1-800 got junk and I mean none of that stuff is is cheap to do so that's that's a big one we continue as you know share it with our property managers property managers you know, tell the next person when, hey, when move outs are coming up, hey, please know that you'll be charged for this. The other common thing, it's, uh, you know, walls. You know, we really try hard. You don't you don't want to have to paint every single time somebody moves in and out, especially if it's, a you know, an apartment and maybe your lease, it's only a year long lease or two years. You're really hoping to get three, four or five years out of that paint job. Um, you know, so we really work with good cleaners uh so we try to you know can we wipe these walls down can a magic eraser help this so we're not getting in there and spending you know four hundred dollars to paint living room walls where it could just be part of the overall cleaning and it was just a four hundred dollar total house cleaning Mm -hmm. um so we've been and and sometimes you're taking the check can i what will it look like like you know once we we do this um you know another trick flooring you know more and more we're just really recommending uh you know stick with the hardwood or Stick with the hardwood, but then supply some throw rugs. Don't assume somebody's going to put throw rugs in. But if you are now going to change your flooring, go with the LVT. Um, it will definitely last longer. If you have an issue, much easier to just switch out and uh, repair a piece, Move, you know, re- replace a piece. Much, much easier to do that um, than constantly change over carpets. Yeah, your initial cost, carpet is cheaper than LVT. But in the long run, it's definitely not. Yeah. Um, so that's an event. That's something I always recommend is just go with the LVT. Now, and the more you can put it in the house, the better. Um, so they're the things that jump out the most. It's your flooring, it's your painting, it's your cleaning, it's your clean outs. They're the things that are just common to every property, no matter, you know, one studio apartment, one bedroom to a you know five bed, three bath. They're the things that, that always jump out. Um, yeah. Beautiful.
0: Well, John, I appreciate you sharing some of you know, what you do on a daily basis. And I know what you didn't say was part of your job is I'd say being on call because the schedule can change. So last minute, you know, being flexible, being adaptable, like you can have the best laid plan for not just the day, but the week and it changes, you know, the drop of a hat.
1: Um, it does. It can be frustrating, but if you're ready for it, right? Be ready for when you wake up, know that your schedule can change every single day. Um, yeah. And uh, I actually, it's kind of a part of the job now I enjoy. Um, and, and finding people, you know, with Jeff and Jess and myself in the field, that that is something that we've all realized that we're pretty good at. Okay. You know, you might be slightly frustrated, but it's still part of the job. And as long as you're ready for it and just, you know, you're going to be in something, something new every day and you're probably going to get surprised at least once a day.
0: Well, we appreciate what you do. Thanks for working hard. And uh, we'll do this again. We'll have another session.
1: Yeah, this was a little bit easier than I thought it would be, so uh, I'm ready. Now I'll be ready for next time.
0: Beautiful. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you, TJ.
0: Thank you for listening to Living Well with RentWell. We hope you loved that episode. Please be sure to head over to our website at rentwell.com backslash vision. We're giving away our free program called Vision Through Purposeful Action. If you're a busy person, if you struggle with finding the time and priorities, Or if you're experiencing procrastination and overwhelm, this free course will help you with that. We wish you a blessed day. Thank you for tuning in and check in later.